the United States of America is called a Christian nation. Christian nation. Christian nation. It's time for a moment of clarity with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Let us pray that this nation does come to a moment of clarity. Faith, faith, faith. Politics, 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 history, history, and current events. Current events. Now, your host, Pastor Rick. Pastor Rick will be joining you momentarily, but in the meantime, I am Derek Stone with a moment on sports part one. The Michigan Wolverines men's basketball team defeated the Ohio State Buckeyes 92-87 this past Sunday. Wolverines center Hunter Dickinson scored 22 points, made eight field goals, snagged nine rebounds, and blocked two shots. Four of Dickinson's teammates, Eli Brooks, Sean D. Brown, Isaiah Livers, and Mike Smith, scored in double figures. Brooks tallied 17 points, nine of which came beyond the arc. Brown added 15 points, and he also scored nine of his points beyond the three-point line. Livers chipped in with 12 points on four successful shots. Smith recorded 11 points, and he did a great job of getting his teammates involved as evidenced by his seven assists. Now here's your Moment of Clarity host, Pastor Rick Dietering. And good afternoon. We have a a lot to cover today. At least I think it's a lot. What could happen is we cover it all in five minutes and then have to go to elevator music. But I think we have enough to cover the full hour. Uh, We were in the process of going through the Ten Amendments, not the Ten Commandments, which would be fine for me to go through too, but the Ten Amendments. We're going to put that on hold for a couple weeks because we have, uh, this week, we have some important stuff to discuss. Next week, uh, Pastor Max will be joining us the week after that. We're going to have a friend of Ed's on. We're going to be talking about uh, critical race theory which also has a little bit to do with what we're talking about today. And then after that, uh, we will be back uh, picking up the amendments. We've left off on the Fifth Amendment. I remember where we left off, so that's where we will pick up in uh, three weeks after today. Ah, Let's see, a lot of stuff happened this week. Um, Coca-Cola started a new diversity training program. And in one of the slides that went out over the air, uh, one of the slides says, "To, to be less white, is to be less oppressive, to be less arrogant, to be less trusting, to be less defensive, to be less ignorant, to be more humble, to listen, to believe, break with apathy and break with white solidarity. So I am gonna try for Phil's sake today and out of my love for him, just so he can feel equal to me, I'm going to be less white. That's about what it says, isn't it, Phil? That I must I must lower who I am so you can at least feel equal to me. Isn't that what you get from it? Uh, basically, and I just wonder how you do that, though. That's uh, that's the thing. Uh, is that by action or by some miracle uh, uh, skin toner or something? Should, should, should I point out Trudeau got in trouble because of pictures of him that went out of him being less white? Yeah, yeah. Uh, with a um, little bit of uh, makeup and uh, and some in a curly wig, and uh, so he looked uh, uh, as another race. And and then I heard uh, let's just call it what there, they, they, he went out there trying trying to do Al Jolson, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then we heard that uh, that um, some people got uh, got their 
stuff in a wide because because uh, he looked uh, he looked uh, uh, insulting or something. I don't know it. Uh, so how do you do that? I mean, how, how do you how do you become less of what you are? By- I don't know. I, I either I have got to become less white, or apparently you have to become more black. I don't know. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out. Now that what, might be because I get a lot. I, I got a, over the years. I've got a lot of gaff of being having light skin. So I mean, I, 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 I didn't mean to go there with that. But. <laughs> well, you don't have that far to go then, right? Um, here, here, here's a here, here's my 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 biggest thing with this. I find that any time that they try to make people equal by treating them unequally. It's actually a slap in the face to those who they are trying to help. I can't be less white, um, you know, than who I am. But, uh, hey, listen, we're going to get back into that because there's somebody else I need to talk to and it has a lot to do with the COVID vaccinations and stuff going on. He called in uh, actually right on time. So I'm shocked, not because he called on time, because he always calls on time. I guess I should have just expected it. Uh, A man who I wish was Secretary of State, but he isn't. But... He's a dear friend. I've met him a few times, and in that time, he has become a very dear friend of mine. Uh, Wes, how you doing, Wes? Great, great. How you doing, uh, Pastor? Oh, I am so good. <laughs> Vitamins yeah. should be taking me. So um, maybe somebody out there hasn't heard that yet. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so listen, just recently, the Republicans passed, uh, passed a bill stating that they're no longer going to be using if I understand it correctly, they're no longer going to be using the social structure to base on who gets the uh, the COVID vaccines, which is what you've been hoping for, correct? Yes, that is correct. If, um, you know, that um, the, the formal name is the Social Vulnerability Index that um, um, the state of Michigan, well, they, they are uh, currently using, and, and it is a... Um, Oh, I'd say an algorithm, if you will, of 15 social factors that combines to give each county a number and uh, a priority for getting the vaccine, the COVID vaccine. And the way it's structured, uh, my county, um, Livingston County, is ranked 83 out of 83 counties. We're at we're dead last, and uh, I think it's absolutely wrong to. Uh, interject these social variables into a medical problem. Uh, they, they should be um, distributing the vaccine based on uh, medical factors, not social factors. And what are some of those social factors that are in there? Uh, there are uh, socioeconomic factors. There's um, housing factors. There's uh, race and uh, language factors. There's transportation factors. For example, um, you know, uh, the ones I think are, are most egregious, you know, are some of the factors such as transportation, whether or not you own a car. If you don't own a car, you, you get more points. Your, your county gets more points and you, you increase the, the number of vaccines that you get. If you uh, happen to have more mobile homes, you'll get more um, vaccine than a county that has fewer mobile homes. You know, if, if you are, um, uh, say, less well off, you know, economically, this, you know, the, what do they call it, the salary, the uh, uh, average income is lower, you'll get more vaccine. So 
uh, and then there's also there's obviously there's the uh, the race one. If you're not the right uh, race, you're going to get uh, less vaccines. If you're the correct race, you'll get more. And uh, then um, if you don't speak English as well, um, that's also will enable you or your county to get more vaccines. So that's uh, a little smattering of the of the factors that are considered. So basically, if if all you can do is speak French. Um, they surrender and give you a vaccine, right? <laughs> so, yeah, if, uh, if you, yeah, you'll get more priority um, if you don't speak English well. You know, the 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 thing that um, I, I want, I think your listeners to understand that there is one factor in F-15 that deals with, you know, medical, and that is if you're 65 or older. And I think everybody would agree I would hope everybody would agree that, you know, that's a uh, medical factor. We've been um, taught, you know, the media's been telling us that the vulnerable are the 65 and, and older, that the right. senior citizens. And um, But the, the problem with the way the state of Michigan does it is that age factor uh, is weighted at only six and a quarter percent. So only six percent of the, of the decision is made on... You know how old you are. I, I think that should be eighty or ninety percent of the decision. So I would agree. So. I would agree. Yeah, it's, yeah. I would love. I, I think if I you would go and survey anybody, you know, talk to your neighbors, you know, talk to a, a stranger on the street, uh, and you say, you know, we we think that um, counties uh, should be getting vaccine proportional to the number of elderly in the uh, in the county. They I think they would agree with that. But if you said, I'm going to, you know, dole out vaccine based on uh, social science, not medical science, I I think people would be appalled. Well, they should be appalled because that's exactly what they're doing right now is, well, they can't. Well, that's only if if the governor signs the bills passed by the Republicans, which uh, I don't think she has yet. But uh, it's... uh, I'd be curious, and I think I know the results. And I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just speaking from a gut feeling here, Wes, that if they did a poll on what counties are still giving vaccines at the one A level, compared to those who are giving it at the one B or even further along, I'm almost willing to bet those counties that generally go red are still stuck in one A. I, yeah, I haven't looked at that. But I wouldn't be surprised. I can tell you this. Our county, now, we may have gotten through 1A this week. I'm not 100% sure. But uh, we are, we, we are, have been struggling to get through 1A where, um, you know, our, our social vulnerability index, Livingston County, is the 83rd. Uh, like I said, it was 83rd. And, and it, so it's 1.02. That's the number that we've been assigned. On the other end of the spectrum, um, the city of Detroit is uh, 2.0. So essentially, you know, on a per-person basis, um, you know, the city of Detroit gets twice as many vaccines on a per-person basis as Livingston County. And I had heard just yesterday that uh, uh, if you lived in Detroit, if you had a a hearing problem, a, a disability, and you were 20 years old, you could get the vaccine. Um, whereas, you know, we have people that are 65, 75 years old in Livingston County um, that because 
they don't line up well with the social index, you know, um, they're still uh, waiting in line to get the vaccine. We last I knew we had thirty or thirty-five thousand people, citizens on the waiting list. So. You know, and this is sad because, as far as counties go, they should be moving equally along. In other words, one A should have been taken care of in uh, at time-wise the same as every other county. So Wayne County and Livingston County, if they went by science, they would both be getting through 1A at the same time. Make sure everyone 65 and older gets theirs first and then move on from there. If they timed it that way, um, our most vulnerable, the truly most vulnerable, would be getting their shots. Yes, I agree. And, and let, me, let me throw out another, um, you know, a few tidbits of information. So it's not just a, a Republican-Democrat uh, issue, you know, um, the county executive for Macomb County, Mark Hackle, a Democrat, the um, Wayne County uh, executive, uh, Warren Evans, a Democrat, uh, have both spoken uh, out regarding concerns about getting enough vaccine. You know, the city of Detroit is, is, is part of Wayne County, but it's handled separately, you know, in terms of a separate jurisdiction. Uh, I right. believe they're the only separate jurisdiction that's a city. Um, but, um, yeah, and then, and, and then uh, another Democrat, uh, Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont, he, he went on uh, to say, I read an article just this week, that they're going strictly by age. You know, um, they're, they're going strictly by age. So there's, it's not just the Republicans uh, concerned about the, the index, it's, it's Democrats also. Now, does every state use that same index at this point? No, they don't. Um, you know, the, um, the CDC uh, has what is called vaccine rollout recommendations. And uh, if you were to Google CDC vaccine rollout recommendations, you would see that uh, it's up to the states to decide how they implement. The CDC can recommend, but the states decide. And, and the recommendation from CDC does not include social vulnerability index. It does include age, you know, seven groups of 75 or older, 65 and older. In fact, they have a group that's 16 to 64 with underlying medical conditions. So these things are all medically based that the CDC is recommending, um, but, you know, for the vaccine rollout recommendation, because there's another set of CDC recommendations, this, this SVI, Social Vulnerability Index, that has been around for, for decades that is more geared towards natural disasters like uh, Hurricane Katrina. Um, you know, I, I think everybody could agree that if you lived in a mobile home park, uh, if you uh, and had a hurricane, well, yeah, they're, they're going to be more uh, devastated and, and they ought to get more attention. I don't think people would disagree with that uh, use mm -hmm. of the social vulnerability index. It's when you're using it to deny seniors, um, you know, equal access to the vaccine, I, I think it's very troublesome. All right. So let me ask you, do you, do you think that the bill the Republicans just pushed through, do you think the governor will sign this or has she, or do we know yeah, yet? I, I don't know if she will or, or not. You know, she is currently moving forward with, uh, you know, the uh, administering the vaccine vaccine allocation using uh, SVI. So I, 
I believe the 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 bill that the Republicans at uh, the Senate approved and voted on uh, yesterday or the day before doesn't uh, provide funding, you know, for you know if you're going to do this by SVI. And I I I, I applaud the uh, the Lansing uh, Republicans for for doing that because they. They are doing it the way it should be done, and they are, and then, and, and then, you know, it, it, it differs from how the the governor views things, and and uh, I'm glad the Republicans are using the power of the purse to uh, push um, what, what what truly is moral and right to do. I'm going to ask you to do me a favor, Wes. Uh, if things change and, and things start moving in the proper way or if they start getting devastatingly worse on how you are being treated in your county, do me a favor, call in on my show. You know when I'm on. And uh, I'll take your call anytime. I want to change the subject a little bit uh, just because I remember being up at the uh, Republican convention carrying a sign for you down the aisleways for Secretary of State. Uh, You have any consideration of trying that again? Well, that was uh, actually Lieutenant Governor back in Lieutenant Governor, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think so. I, I've, um, uh, I'm serving my second term on the Livingston County Board of Commissioners, and in, as uh, and actually, I was honored to be elected as the chair of the county commission. And I tell you what, um, I, I t- I've told people this that have urged me to run for higher office. I, I said, you know, my only regrets running for county commission is I hadn't done it earlier because I tell you what, I, my eyes are opened the opportunities that conservatives have, you know, at, at a local level. And I'm, I, I feel very fulfilled in, in doing what I'm doing. So. All right. Let me ask you, I'm not, and not to get too far off. Cause I do, I did want to talk to you about the vaccines, but, uh, uh, you're, you're one of the few people that I, I actually think are the right kind of people that need to be in office. You're it. Um, but uh, how do you see the Republican Party going? Do you see, I see uh, the Democrats trying to separate out the people that supported Trump from the Republican Party and trying to, I see the Democrats trying to cause, cause division in the Republican Party for those who supported Trump and those who don't. How do you see the Republican Party going in the next two years? Um, let me, um, let me answer that question after I, I, I plug one thing and that, that's my county okay. commission website, commissionerwest.com, uh, commissionerwest.com that has more detailed information on the vaccine that people really want to read about the details. I'd, I'd urge them to, to, uh, go to my website with regards to the Republican party. I, here, here's my, um, desire, you know, for all Republicans, there, there are, there are, um, uh, I'll say establishment, uh, never Trumpers who are, want to push, um, uh, hard, you know, big supporters of Trump out of the party. You know, we, they, they don't want him in the party. I, I, I urge them to do this. I say, okay, you're never Trumper. Why don't you bring in more people into the party that think like you that are, that are never Trumpers and then you can take over the party. Uh, uh, that's the way to grow the party. Somehow I don't think they're going to uh, be able to displace the, the people that support Trump, the America First um, Republicans, because that's where the, the Republican Party is at today. It's an America First party. It's a party that's, um, you know, looking out for working Americans. Uh, and I, 
I, I don't think these never-Trumpers are... are I, I think they're upset that they're losing their grip on power, not that they're upset with Trump. Good point. Hey, Wes, I, I want to thank you for calling in. And again, your website is? CommissionerWes.com. Commissioner Wes, W-E-S. Correct. Dot com. Yeah. Wes, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. Yes, thank, thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate it, too. All right. Bye bye. So here we are. We now find out that uh, whether you speak English or not, or depending on the color of your skin, there is part of the weight on who gets vaccines. Um, Parlez-vous français, Ed? Oui, oui. Yeah. Oh, okay. You I'm, get it. You get it. I'm, I'm, how do I put this? Every time somebody argues, like my doctor did last week, and he says, oh, Trump could have had the vaccines out faster. I'm not a fan of the vaccines. Oh, yeah, he did. I thought you listened to that. I'm not a fan of the vaccines. So anytime we talk about, you know, getting the vaccines out, and I'm looking at all the data I've seen on vaccines and some of the personal stories I've heard firsthand and read about, about people's reactions, particularly the second vaccine, I'm not so thrilled about getting the vaccine out to people. I, I'm here. Here's how I sit on the vaccine. My wife is very anti-vaccine. I, I am not. But here's how I look at it. If the vaccine's there, you, you as an adult have a right to make that choice on whether or not you want to get it. And if you want to get it, it should be made available for you to get it. And it should not be based on whether or not you live in a mobile home or can speak French or only speak French. True. This is true. Right? Uh, so if my wife does not want to get the vaccine, she should not be forced to get the vaccine. And I would be appalled if they tried to force everyone to get a vaccine like some people would love to do is force everyone to get in the end to get a vaccine. I would well, not be for that. It's legal but, for employers to demand what, that you get a vaccine. But there's something you said here, and I want to point out, Trump was pushing to get these vaccines out before he left office. I want to make that clear. He was pushing to get the vaccines out and being given before he was out of office. And what were the Democrats saying? He's rushing it. It's dangerous. Don't mm -hmm. take it. You know, and now <laughs> they're blaming it on Trump because he didn't, he couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he tried. Oh. Got, you've got Biden saying that, well, we didn't have the vaccines when I came in. And, of course, we've had the video of him receiving both his first and second shots as being a member of the office of the president-elect, you know? Yes. So, yeah, I, I think that's, that's well, rather dis, disingenuous from the Democrats to cry that it should have been out before he left office because he was trying. And, and I want them to remember the message that they were sending as Democrats that you can't trust this. He rushed it through. He, he, he had him cut corners. And you don't know if these are going to be deadly or not. And we, no one should ever get the vaccine. And uh, now <laughs> their song is changing. It's really amazing to me. And I made this statement the other day as I seen somebody saying, I can't wait until we get rid of these masks. And here's the statement I made. As long as there is a Republican in office, they're going to mandate that you wear a mask and they're going to blame it on that one last remaining Republican in office on why you have to wear that mask. That's all that mask is. This is everything. Since Biden got in, he has done absolutely nothing to curtail COVID. And yet the numbers magically 
are getting better. Yeah. We can all live happy. Dr drastically so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I go ahead, Phil. I'm sorry. They're, they're telling you that that the the numbers are getting close to herd immunity. You know, where and, and if that's the case, then then they shouldn't be pushing so hard to make people that want to be a little bit slower to get them to get them because they hey phil uh -huh. i gotta cut you off phil i hear music in the background i think okay we'll be I back after these messages Pastor Richard Dietering on WAM. Pastor Rick will be joining you momentarily, but once again, in the meantime, I am Derek Stone with another moment on sports. The Michigan Wolverines men's basketball team manhandled the Iowa Hawkeyes 79-57 this past Thursday. Wolverines shooting guard Franz Wagner led all scorers with 21 points on nine successful shots. Wagner received plenty of assistance from Isaiah Livers and Hunter Dickinson. Livers tallied 16 points and 6 rebounds. Dickinson added 14 points, 8 rebounds, and 2 blocks. Earlier today, the Wolverines easily defeated the Indiana Hoosiers 73-57. Franz Wagner led the Michigan offensive attack with 21 points. Wagner's teammates, Isaiah Livers, Mike Smith, and Hunter Dickinson scored 16, 14, and 13 points respectively. Now here's your Moment of Clarity host, Pastor Rick Dietering. We are back. We will talk about the Coca-Cola sensitivity training here in a bit, but I want to finish talking about uh, the vaccines and the fact that seems like a whole lot less people are getting COVID now that President Biden is in. Um, I was just uh, making the statement that as long as there's a single Republican in office, they're going to make mask mandatory and they're going to blame it on that one Republican. And less Republicans are, that are in office, the less damaging COVID is going to be doing to our nation per the Democrats. And uh, during the break, I was talking to Ed and he brought up a Wall Street Journal article. And Ed, I want you to share that article. Because I wanted well, to talk about that. Yeah, this says that cases are down 77% over the past six weeks. If a medication slashed cases, if a medication slashed cases by 77%, we'd call it a miracle pill. Why is the number of cases plummeting much faster than experts predicted? In large part because natural immunity from prior infection is far more common than can be measured by testing. And also the fact that they have lowered the sensitivity for testing after the Biden uh, Biden uh, inauguration than before, there are fewer cases because the sensitivity level, the trip level, we know all, all those people who got tested as positive and then negative and then positive and then negative, they didn't really have it. But now we're getting a better picture of who has it, if even that. By the way, can I play a public service announcement for you concerning the vaccines? Yes, Please. then we're gonna get to this phone call because I've been looking forward to this phone call. Go ahead. Do you or someone you know have respiratory ailments or cognitive dysfunction due to the excessive wearing of masks during the COVID crisis? 
Do you have a horn sprouting out of your forehead or a tail sprouting out of your backside after having taken a coronavirus vaccine? If so, you may be entitled to relief, but I wouldn't hold my breath. Okay, and I won't hold my breath. Um, my dear friend Gary, who I love, and anytime I can get Gary to read scripture, um, I'm thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so my my dear friend Gary called up, and he was reminiscing about, uh, I don't know if you listeners remember this, there was a t- time there where I was able to co-host with uh, Linda Hughes and... Um, she would always do on her show um, a high road where she would read from scripture. And um, that actually really did. Well, I'll let, first of all, before I have Gary read it, I'll let Gary talk about how that affected him. How are you doing, Gary? Hey, uh, I'm doing great. Uh, life's wonderful down here. I'm having a good time. Um, but, you know, you were mentioning Linda. Um, I had the privilege of knowing her for a short period of time and, uh, one long afternoon, we were campaigning for Patrick, and uh, I got to know her pretty well, and uh, I really liked her. I really liked her a lot. And uh, you had, uh, well, she had that the high road thing going, and I thought it would be mm-hmm. appropriate for us to, to do that once in a while in her memory so that uh, we keep her in our thoughts and our, our minds. Okay, and you, you've got a passage of Scripture you want to share? Yes, I do. It's uh, Psalms 34, 1 through 7, 8, or 9. It depends upon how far I get. Let's see. Okay. I will, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear, therefore, and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let him exalt his name together. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and heard me, and he heard me, and I delivered me. I'm blowing this big time, Rick. You're doing (laughs) You're doing fine. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked onto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encompasseth around all them that fear him and delivereth them. O oh, taste and see the Lord in his good. Blessed is the man who trusteth in him. And that's for Linda, because she was... Uh, always talking about God and always uh, a true believer uh, from my perspective. One of the few women or people that I've known that call themselves Christian who lived a Christian way. Well, you know, there's no doubt in my mind. uh, Linda and I actually talked about you a few times. um, And uh, we prayed for you a few times. And we still pray that the day will come where you will exalt the Lord with us one day. You will praise the Lord with us, and uh, you will be that man that will cry out, and he will answer your prayers. That's my prayer for you, my friend. I'm quite sure it is, and I appreciate that. (laughs) And uh, also, um, you guys are talking about the COVID numbers down here. Um, Uh You know, here here in Arizona, the uh, Tucson area was the hotbed of the world for about five months. Remember that? Yeah. Um, just over the last three weeks, 
um, cases have gone down 60%. Now, that's just not logical. You cannot no. be the hot spot of the world and, and cases go down by that much without changing the way you calibrate them. And uh, hospital beds are open. There's hospital beds all over the place now, just in a matter of weeks after the inauguration. Hey, Gary, I got to ask you a question. I got to get back on this this conversation. Um, do you drink Coca-Cola products? Not anymore. Okay. Uh, that's my point. Is Before this all broke, my wife and I, I used to drink, as my friends know, I used to drink a lot of uh, diet soda made by Coca-Cola. And uh, that is not being purchased by my family anymore. Um, no. I'll drink I'll drink French bubbly water before I drink uh, another Coca buy another Coca Cola product. Unfortunately, what we did bought I'm not going to dump down the drain because that just gave them money for free that way. But uh, I'm not going to buy any more Coke products, and uh, no. and I find it rather offensive that they would go through and ask us as I read the quote from them to be less white uh, is what they're asking their people to do. I want to read another statement. Um, from from Coca-Cola or about this training uh, straight from an article. It says, the agenda was laid out by Dr. Carolyn Borisenko, an organizational psychologist working to end the racially divisive ideology of critical race theory according to her Twitter profile. The course description made it clear that the goal was to guide people to be less white, help them understand what it means to be white, and challenge what it means to be racist. I have no problem understanding what racist is. That doctor is a racist. That doctor who put this plan together is a racist. Those who espouse critical race theory, they are the racist. They feel that people need to be treated differently just so they can be lifted up. They, they see themselves so high and mighty that they feel that they have to take the black race and somehow raise them up to meet to their level because they're so godly. And so, so well, I should say godly. They're, they, they so much think they're their own little god that they feel that they have the power to make people be less than who they are and other people to be more than who they are. Yeah. In, I in find Coca-Cola to be an absolutely is, racist company. Yeah, in, in yeah, their I, ignorance, they're cultivating racism throughout this country. People who had no thought about racism their whole lives now have to live with it daily, and they're going to start resenting um, all other races through the prism of what we're being told by the professionals. Yeah, you know, um, it, it's it's the destruction of our civilization, one peg at a time, one pillar at a time. They're just trying to tear us down, Rick. Oh, I know it. It's, it's humanism, and it's, it's and that's what we'll be talking about next week. And hopefully, you can call, call in and join us on that one too, Gary, on humanism. Ed, you had something you wanted to say? Yeah. Well, Coke wants to teach us something, right? Yeah. Coke is woke. Folks, this this is ridiculous. Let's face it, Coca-Cola, if you would stick to what you were supposed to be doing, which is making beverages, and that's all you did was make beverages and advertise your beverages for people to drink, that'd be fine. Why do these companies feel they have to become political? 
Why do they feel they have to insert themselves into a political agenda and cut off half of the country from their products? Because that's what they did. We got a caller, Walter. You're on You're on the phone, Walter. Put on your seatbelts, folks. It is Walter. That's right. I'm back. You know what? When I, when I do the intro on uh, 9, 10 a.m. Black Communist Station, they all get, they get I think we lost Walter. Hey, no, Walter, if you're listening. Quaking. If they don't block my call, by the way. But anyway, whatever <laughs> happens. Start that again. Can... Walter, we totally lost everything you said at that opening. So start again. And speak up. Wasn't that important. I'll go on to my point. Okay. Do you hear me now? Right. Yep. Um, whatever happened to our prediction? You know, kind of like uh, sarcastically about when Joe Biden gets in office, the virus will disappear the same day. Whatever happened to that one? It didn't disappear, did it? You know what? It's looking like it's starting to the second he got into office. The numbers are way down. Well, I would say uh, they started getting more enthusiastic when they started talking about the, uh, the uh, vaccine. That's the only thing that probably happened. But, uh, well, here, here's, here's what's happening, Walter, is they were fudging the numbers when Trump was in and making the making it look worse than what it was. The fact is, is when Biden got in, they didn't have to make it look that bad. So all of a sudden, in six weeks, cases are down 77 percent. Yeah, and uh, 400,000 people have not died from COVID virus. That's a fabricated lie. You know, let me say something. There's more more of a crisis uh, and more urgent than gas prices tell me That's about right. it. I, said it. I gas actually went, went past a gas station where the regular gas was three dollars a gallon you know oh no that happens after every election and no it doesn't oh no that had to do with the texas weather no it doesn't it happened before the texas weather you know what they knew the oil the oil industry knew psychologically when Joe supposedly won on the 6th, on the um, November the 4th, they knew they were going to start turning it up then. Gas prices were going to start going up because, and that's before he even got in office technically on the 20th. They were, you're right, Ed, they started going up right away. Well, and, yeah, look what he did. He went in and killed the Keystone pipeline right from the get-go. You know, that stopped affordable gas there. It, they started eliminating our our own natural gas, our own gas, gasoline-producing nation here in the United States and making us more dependent back on the Middle East. Of course it's going to go up. Yeah, Ed. Well, they'll say that, well, the XL wasn't even, you know, pushing oil yet, so how could that affect it? But it's what they call the futures market. Futures. Yeah. You know, when the futures are doing well, gas prices do well. Yeah, and just remember, this is just the beginning because uh, there's another uh, pipeline that uh, that they're clamoring to get cut back to. And uh, so the futures are going to be uh, probably depending on uh, that p other pipeline going down too, and that they're going to reflect those numbers. So uh, we're we're in for a round of inflation and tax and a tax raise. 
Remember. Hey, hey Walter, yeah. I want to thank you for calling, Remember. but I do have another caller I got to get to. Um, and uh, I'm really glad this caller is calling in because this is something I would love to get into. Don't have a lot of time to get into it today, but I will hear what Margaret has to say on ca- cancel culture. How you doing, Margaret? I'm great. I'm just really glad to hear you guys on the air. And uh, I love Kohl's, but I'm sending it back and shredding up my, you know, I spent a lot of money at Kohl's over the years. But to go after, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond and Kohl's to say we can't be attached to the My Pillow guy anymore, it's just so absurd. I don't know what to do except not drink Coke and go buy a My Pillow. You know, I don't know what else to do. You know, I, I really put it on the far left of starting this whole cancel culture, and I see a big difference between a cancel culture and, and boycotting somebody because they, they want to become political rather than sell a product. Um, yeah. A big difference. Yeah, For you're, example, cancel, you're right. cancel culture is, uh, has been really pushed by the left. Matter of fact, in businesses, if they go back and find something that has been on your Facebook page back when Facebook first became a thing, and you, somebody put something on your page and you liked it, uh, they they will not hold that against against you and fire you, and that's where exactly. cancel culture is taking us. Uh, so and, what are uh, we gonna do? What's the best next step? I think I take the temperature of the country. I'm like just normal middle. Don't tax me too much. I want to work. What do we do? The normal like flyover country. Ah, uh, well, I tell you what, my wife did. My wife has uh, a couple different social media accounts. And when the ones where she wants to actually voice her opinion, uh, don't have her real name on it, which is a shame. I, I, if I have an opinion, I want them to know it's my opinion because, well, yeah. my opinion matters <laughs> more, more than that. Oh, my does, gosh. By the way. Yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely right. I don't. Yeah, you don't want to be canceled. I, I mean, I don't want anyone tearing up my life or my grown kids life. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad to hear you on. I'm just so thrilled to find you on the station. You know. Oh, it's a, and I thank you for listening. We're on uh, every every Saturday from two to three. Um, the hour before me is Ed, so that's a good time to wash your car. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, but how do we contact you? Because I always listen during the week, but I I, I randomly found you. So how do we contact? You know, whatever. Uh, okay, I'll tell you what you can do. First thing is before before you go, I'll have uh, Derek give you my uh, email address. Oh. And uh, apparently you have the phone number to call in. It's it's uh, uh, 734-822-1600. Did I get that right, by the way? Yeah, okay, I got yeah. that right. Yep, 734-822-1600. But uh, before, before uh, you go, I'll have Derek give you my email address. And Ed, you had something you wanted to say? Well... My brother posted something on Facebook, and he just sent me a text this morning and said that he got canceled off of, off of Facebook because of a post he put up. I mean, they just flat out, usually they send me warnings, but they just, they just took him off for Facebook jail. And basically, it says, March is National Stop Blaming White People Month. Accept responsibility for your own bad choices. Hug a white person. That was enough to get him. There's no way. There's, I am going to his, his granddaughter's wedding this afternoon. Half his family is black. He is not a racist. This is ridiculous. Oh, your, your statement was just so racist all over the place there, Ed. I'm, I'm, I'm going to complain to Facebook about your account just because you used the word Facebook and, and, and you said your friend isn't a racist. So but that's I'm such black. a racist. Bill knows I'm black. I'm just passing. <laughs> 
And <laughs> Margaret, thank you so much for calling. And um, I'm hoping that Derek is getting you my email address right now. Feel free to contact us that way. Uh, also, if you want to go to my Facebook page, it's Richard Clark Dietering. Um, there was a couple different Richard Dieterings. You know, the last name Dietering isn't that common, but there's actually every Dietering out there has somebody in the family named Richard. So I, I could make a statement about how many how many Richards there are in the Dietering family, but I won't. We're all good people. Ed, <laughs> <So laughs> shut up. Uh, <laughs> um, I find that we are in a nation today that we can no longer follow the Constitution where it says all must be treated equally under the law. Because under these new social science programs being infiltrated in this nation, everyone has to be treated unequally so we can have the hope that somehow out of treating everyone unequally will become equal. It's convoluted. I don't understand their thinking, but that's where we're at with that. Uh, well, that and uh, that's go ahead, why I, I, I keep saying that uh, one of the uh, things that we should do uh, as as people that don't really know where to go, what to do right at this particular time, we need to work on uh, f figuring out how we can uh, pass a law that says that, uh, that the constitutional uh, aspects of law will be followed. Uh, because it seems like the Democrats have been on a, on a real tear to, to uh, find a way around every constitutional law that affects equality of treatment, of speech, uh, you know, even, uh, you know, your ability to defend yourself and defend your own, uh, protect yourself. They don't want equal treatment and they're, and they're doing everything they can to get that equal treatment out and special treatment for special groups. If I could send this message to every corporation out there, here would be the corporation. Whether your CEO or your board leans left or right, it doesn't matter. Whatever business you're in, stick to that business. Stay out of politics. Stay out of trying to direct how people think, except for trying to sell them your product. If you're going to get political, I don't care what side of the mound you're playing, I'm not going to buy your product. Um, stay out of politics. One Except for my pillow, because that pillow is really, really good. <laughs> One more thing. I, I was looking through some of my past uh, 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 articles that I had, and I, I came across, it says, Chamber of Commerce pledges to spend $50 million to defeat Tea Party candidates. And this is yeah. uh, something that I have said. I mean, the Tea Party were treated really bad with the, with the Republican Party. That, and we, that article... That article mm -hmm. has to be from about 2010, because yeah. uh, when I was running for for uh, a state rep, I actually had a decent chance. I did better in that district than any Republican ever did, and had a really decent chance. And, and the the uh, Chamber of Commerce, Michigan Chamber of Commerce, questioned me and asked me what I thought about um, undocumented workers coming over and working in the apple fields. And I told them they need to get sent home and arrested if they're undocumented, meaning they're here, here illegally, we need to uphold the law of the land. And uh, at, I was immediately told I would not get any help, any help 
from them. In fact, they said they would help out whoever was running against me. Wow. I know, I know that the Chamber of Commerce is a sponsor. The State Chamber of Commerce is a sponsor of the Steve Gruber Show. So he gets money from them. They take advertising out. And then every, I think it's every Monday, they have this guy on. He gives this little talk. And I cringe every time I hear these guys on there. They are the antithesis of what we want as Trump conservatives. So how right. do uh, how does the Democrat Party get away with never having a turncoat in their midst like that, like the uh, Chamber of Commerce, like the uh, Lincoln Project, and uh, and a few other ones? How do they manage to to get around defectors in their party? Because I've I've, I've yet to see a Here's movement how. in the Democrat Any defector party. Like Seth Rich gets two to the back of the head. No, I, well, there's that too, but uh, it's also this. The Democrat Party is so tied up into identity politics. Um, if the group doesn't like one group of politics, they can find another Democrat. Hey, folks, I'm getting the signal. I'm getting the finger from Derek. It's time for us to go. We'll be back next week on A Moment of Clarity. You've been listening to A Moment of Clarity on Wham Talk 1600 with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Be sure to tune in again next week right here on Wham Radio, 